0: Welcome to the Blondie Beauty Podcast. My name is Mackenzie Judge and I am obsessed with beauty. On my podcast, we'll talk all things beauty industry from products, launches, trends, routines, business, gossip, and so much more. So prepare to get glossed with loads of content. Now, let's get into the episode. Hi, you guys. I am so excited to bring another episode this week. And this week on the podcast, we have Angela Kalia, who is the founder and CEO of Angela Kalia Skincare. And she is a longtime esthetician with so much knowledge. And I'm so excited to get into all of it. But hi, Angela. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank
1: you. I'm so excited to be here with you today.
0: I'm so excited. So much fun. And where are you located?
1: I'm in Los Angeles.
0: Okay. So are you getting the rain too?
1: Yeah, it's a little yeah. freaky. I love it though. Yeah. I'm taking tea with a robe and sitting by the window I did yesterday. It was great.
0: <laughs> yes, I'm in Arizona and so we never get rain either. And so I'm like, uh-huh. what is going on outside? It's so foreign for us. But yeah. <laughs> yes. So I love this little rainy day podcast recording. So fun. But let's talk about you and beauty. Tell me a little bit about you. Maybe tell me a little bit about your background in beauty and where it kind of
1: all started for you. Okay, let's see. Well, going way back uh, would be growing up in the Central Valley of California. Uh, My grandfather was a really big farmer. He did uh, all sorts of fruit. He shipped it all over the world. And as a little girl, you know, my brothers and sisters, they were eating the apricots and the peaches and and I was mixing the pulp of the fruit and applying it, mixing, throwing in some milk and mixing and making masks. Oh my gosh,
0: um, you're way ahead of it. I
1: love it. (laughs) I know that they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, this just feels good. And then i when I, when I removed this the mask, my skin looked brighter. So I think I've always been obsessed with one uh, nature, uh, being that's in my blood and also just uh, making change within my skin to to look and feel better.
0: Amazing. So this started from just you mixing things on your own, and that was where you kind of got your spark and love for it. But how did that kind of grow into where you are today? because obviously you have, so many years behind your belt of knowledge and experience. And you've built this amazing line. And I mean, you're going to be on QVC soon and so many amazing things. So how did you get to where you are now?
1: What was that process like? That was, I took a trip to Paris. It was my first trip outside of my small town. Um, actually, I had moved to Monterey at that time and I was in college and I took a program in Paris and it was there that I discovered facials. And I walked by this uh, back then. I mean, this is, I'm dating myself, but this was like you know, 28 years ago. And at the time, no one really knew what a facial was. It was just hotels. It wasn't a hotel and spa. There wasn't the industry as there is today. And I discovered facials there. I had my first facial. I just fell in love with the with the way the French woman, women would walk around with zero makeup, maybe a red lip and some mascara and just own it, own their age, own their wrinkles, but their skin was really bright and uniform and, and hydrated. And I wasn't seeing that back home. It was just a lot of makeup at the time. So I was very inspired by that. Came home after studying French. I did a three-month program in the summer, and found this French institute, Yonca Paris, which is literally the first. And I'm just, I'm so thankful for this. Yonca Paris is literally the first botanical skincare line. It was formulated 60 years ago wow. by a mother and daughter, and like truly, like not a bunch of essential oils. It was just, it was just so beautifully formulated. And I found their training institute in Carmel where I was living and came back. And I walked in, I was in business school and I just said, listen, I want to work at your front desk because it was just what, what I saw in Paris. And I was just fascinated by it. So I worked for a French couple and then I commuted to get my aesthetic license shortly after while I was still in business school.
0: Wow. That's so cool. I love it. And what all do you perform on clients now? I mean, the industry, like you mentioned has grown so much and it's always so fast paced and innovative. I feel like, especially nowadays, things are pumping out left and right. So
1: what all do you perform currently? All right. Well, I I, I call it my Rose Quartz Goddess Facial. Um, I Like I said, I was trained by the French company. So they invented the facial. So the art of the facial, uh, there's a certain um, soothing energy you need to do. You don't want to talk about yourself. There's all sorts of elements to a great facial, putting aside the technology, just that part of it. And I'm very keen to that. The moment I see my client, I begin uh, their experience and all the way through the facial, which is an hour and a half. And I use every technology I, I can get my hands on that I believe in, and that works. And I mix it with old world. So for example, I designed this full face rose quartz face mask with lots of little pieces of rose quartz. It feels so good. And so cold on the skin. And I it's it, so pulled one up. It calms inflammation. And i Design that to to bring them back after the loud noise of the machine of the lifting and the sculpting. So there's just a real art to making an experience, yet very effective. I use LED, I use the Geneo machine, I use oxygen, I use a, a tightening and lifting uh, machine as well. I also use the microcurrent gloves. I do. It's, it's similar to a laser. It's uh, another little machine that I can use here in California. So I I just mix it. I do lactic peels. I love lactic peels because they're real hydrating. So I do it all basically in an hour and a half.
0: Wow. That's amazing. That sounds like the best pampering hour and a half ever. And I love that you mentioned like, you know, you don't talk about yourself in the facial, which I think everyone, you know, is different for me. I don't mind, you know, having a conversation while I'm doing something like this, but there are people where they're like, they want to come and just like relax. And it's their you know, hour and a half. And so I think that's so important that you mention that because- you know, it's different. And I feel like not every esthetician thinks that way. So I love that. But let's talk a little bit about your experience and how long you've been here. When did you know that you wanted to kind of start your own practice, if you will, and open your own spot? And how did that work? Because again, this is another like really booming industry now, and lots of people are in this industry. And for your name to be one of the ones at the top is very impressive.
1: Thank you. Um, about 10 years ago, I was working at Ula Henriksen Spa here in West oh, Hollywood, um, exactly. which was the, where all the slubs were going. It was a hot, great. They're very serious about skincare, which I loved. And I, I worked hard to get that job. They weren't hiring for like two years. And I kept going back and I kept hammering the, the girl. <laughs> i still here. here. Okay, I'm <laughs> back again. I really wanted to work there. I I didn't give up. Finally, uh, Ula had sold the, the spa because he just sold his, his skincare line to... Uh, LMBH. So he didn't want the liability at the spot. So he sold it. And a lot of the estheticians wanted to leave. So there was an opening and I finally got a call back and I um, started to cultivate a nice group of celebrity clients. Um, But what happened was I, this is what I want to give the message to anyone in any business. Um, There was a protocol for a facial. I thought I could do better. Like I want to do something a little different. So Mm -hmm. I didn't do exactly what I was supposed to do. I was creating my own facials. And I was charging a quarterly and doing it different. And, um, and I also stood up for um, the integrity of the person coming in because I felt one, one of the facials was kind of duplicative. There was two, two uh, procedures that were kind of the same thing. And I thought, ah, eh, don't do that. Let's do this and this instead. So I just kind of created my own and um, I got a couple celebrity clients and they started telling their friends. And then um, it just, went from there, which built my self-esteem in the business. Yeah, of course. I had incredible people coming back to me and asking for me and building that clientele. And then I, um, I had a young girl come in who I just asked what she did. Great girl. She's like 26. And she said, Oh, I'm an assistant for Barbara Streisand. And I was like, Oh, I, I, <laughs> like I, was, like, I was feeling pretty good because I was working on some great people. I'm like, well, if you ever want to give her a facial and, you know, can say it's from you and I'll do it for free. And she's like, well, her birthday's next week. Let me find out. And I was like, oh my God, I might be going to get, ah, Barbara's trying a facial. And sure enough, uh, they asked Barbara, because you don't just surprise Barbara with a facial. You ask her, do you want a facial from this woman for your birthday? She said, yes. So I drove out to Malibu to her compound and uh, gave her a facial. Now, um, my hours were just cut at the salon uh, because they were just changing their system with how many uh, facialists they were having. And I wasn't very happy um, with that. And I, I um, you know, was kind of working on my page. It was hard to make a lot of money at that time because I was only allowed to work part time. So when I went to give Barbara the facial, she, I told her how much Yentl meant to me as a young girl. Now, this was the film that she did uh, when I was like 11. Uh-huh. And she was the first female director, writer, star of a film. And uh, my mom said, look, this is the first woman to do this. I told Barbara that during the facial. And she said, wow, you know, it's a shame it hasn't changed that much in Hollywood since. And then she said, I was 40 when I did that. And then she said, how old are you? And I said, 40. And then she opened her eyes from the facial, looks up like 10 inches from my face in her Brooklyn way, says, well, what's your dream? And like, what the heck are you doing, girl? And what's your dream? And I just looked down and I was put on the spot. And my answer was to have a skincare line. So it was from that moment that I left and wow. was so empowered and, and researched and, and built this line. Really, it was Barbara, and she's still oh
0: a- my gosh, that is like the coolest story, founder story I think I've ever heard. Like I'm obsessed hey. with that. That's so cool. Aww. And like. I feel like, I don't know, doing this podcast, I've gotten to speak with so many experts in the industry that I'm like, feel like I would have never connected with, obviously. And it's so cool because when you meet these people, you think, you know, because they've worked on all these celebrities or done all these really big things, you think they're going to think, you know, oh, I'm this and I'm that. But they always ask about you and like what you want to do and they inspire you. And I love that for you because that's such a cool, cool moment. But let's talk about your skincare line then, because It's amazing. There's tons of pink and rose quartz, which we love. So talk about this process and formulation then from that moment that Barbara really inspired you. How did it immerse from there?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm most passionate about obviously the skincare because I've worked with so many lines in the 28 years. And and yeah. I've watched uh, I've had people tell me the, the managers of places say, oh, say it's natural. I'm like, wait, but it's bright green and that's a colorant and that's a perfume. What are you saying? Yeah. So I, I wanted something to be like my first experience with Yonka, which was truly botanically based, because I saw the best results from that, from botanicals. So when I Went out, I hate the word clean because it assumes everything is dirty. So I went out to start this botanical phyto based line because I knew the best results were from nature. Because I mean, we are from nature ourselves. So I wanted to formulate a, a nature infused line using the highest grade organic ingredients sourced from all over the world, like wherever the best orange blossom is, the Neroli, I want it from there. Like, I don't want it from the farm over here. So I worked with this amazing lab and, and we were able to pull this off. And I also um, worked with my chemist. I'm all women chemists, by the way. That love, cool? that. Love, love that. You love that? They're all women. They're easy to work with. They get it. Um, I'm not difficult. I'm never the B word because they get it, you know, <laughs> my for perfection. But like for example, my souffle moisturizer, which is uh, my hero's SKU, I, I designed from a facialist standpoint because- I know that we layer our products, and a lot of the products have too many essential oils if you're a, a you know botanically based line. So this has zero essential oil, zero fragrance, obviously no dimethicone, no silicones. and uh, it just has goat milk to calm redness, which is the goat milk uh, comes from a farm, which is where I'm from, where I grew up. Wow, Everything cool. is just so thoughtfully placed. And I have um a lipid lock technology, which is in all of the products, and that's a proprietary blend of antioxidants and also uh, essential fatty acids that nourish the barrier and, and deliver a plumpness uh, deeply into the skin. And as we age, we lose a lot of the uh, sebum production. And I wanted to give that back without making it feel heavy or just giving that dewiness back. I love it. And do you use your products on clients? I'm assuming I do. And they love, they love them, which is so satisfying. I mean, they, I, they just love the products they're obsessed with them. So that makes me happy.
0: Amazing. Well, your line is so elevated and chic yet clean. Well, not clean, but natural, which we love. So, so cool. But you also have a lot of beauty tools, mostly revolving around rose quartz. So, tell us about some of those and the benefits that rose quartz has. All
1: right. So, I'll tell you, I I launched this line four and a half years ago at Violet Gray. And I literally was one of the first skincare lines that launched a a line with a roller. Like, I was going to New York and giving facials. And I remember Diane from was uh, Style Magazine. She's like, Angela, I want to write about this roller, this La Vie on Rose Quartz Roller, the pink one. I was like, really? You want to write about the roller? All right, that's interesting. And I, she wrote about it. And then Violet Gray wanted to do a video about the roller, which is still their most watched video. net a wow. did a whole article about rolling, and they asked me how to do it. I did a whole video, still their most read story and their most watched wow. video. So with the help of these retailers, we really built the buzz of this roller, which was great and not so great because then my skincare wasn't getting the attention it wanted because of this superstar roller. But I I love the rose quartz because I then, of course, we added more rose quartz items because I found that women were loving the rose quartz. And the reason I chose rose quartz I actually used jade in my treatment room uh, when I was working. I would use two jade rollers like 10 years ago after I would do something high tech to bring the the East meets West. I wanted the rose quartz because one is pretty. Like what woman doesn't love pink? Of course. And when you love something that's pretty, you're going to grab it and use it. And I wanted to do it for that reason. And then I also discovered that pink, the rose quartz stone happens to be the most dense of all the crystals. So it stays colder longer. So it'll be colder than a jade roller. It'll be colder than the amethyst, oh. which was important as a facialist, because if you want to depuff and and I stimulate the blood flow and do all these things that I want you to do with it, it needs to be cold. Yeah. So that's kind of why, and it just took off and I kept going with it. And my latest uh, launch is LED, basically high performance meets wellness. So I have put real rose quartz crystals in an oh, LED
0: mask so pretty. And it's the only one that exists. You guys, there is not another
1: LED rose. so I better not be knocked off by anyone, but yes, we, we did patent this one because my face one was knocked off with all the rose cords. but yeah, it, it's, it's just so comfortable. And I just wanted, and it's an affordable price point. I just wanted something where women could take it travel. And I made the, the mouth a little larger. Mm-hmm. This is really, really selfish, but I made the mouth larger in the mold. So when you wear it, You can come home and have a glass of wine while you have it on. I
0: love that. That's the whole reasoning behind the, I love it. How cute mm-hmm. is that? Well, so pretty. and I mean, everything that you make looks so gorgeous. You're right. you want to just like pick it up and use it, even the little rose quartz bowl you have. I'm like, yes. I know it's for skincare, but like how cute would a morning parfait be? In there?
1: Oh my God, yes <laughs> like, oh, I really know, great idea where
0: my mind goes, but it's there's everything's so pretty. I'm just like obsessed. but what is your personal skincare routine from start to finish? You have so much experience. you've tried everything. So what works for you and what do you use?
1: well, this is the the funny part that people are always surprised about. Um, I am low maintenance. Um, less is more is my motto for everyone's skin. Um, the shelfie did not do us any favors, uh, doing all the different products of different brands and then tons of them. It disrupted a lot of lipid barriers, uh, sensitized and dried so many people out less is more. So my routine is I don't wash in the morning. Uh, I am, Anyone over 35, if you're not breaking out, if you're not sweating during the night, you don't need to wash in the morning because you have your own lipid structure. And why strip it when at night you're not in the elements, you're not wearing sunscreen or makeup. You're not outside. You are in your room, hopefully with a humidifier, if you're good and your, your body and your your organ, your skin is your largest organ. It's regenerating. And when you wake up, it's in this perfect balance. So I don't wash. I go right into, because I've done such a thorough wash at night and I've applied my serums. I
0: love it. I love that it's like still elevated. You get all the benefits, but it's nothing that's not achievable for other people. It's like anyone can do this, which is great. So speaking of doing things at home, what are some things that everyone should be doing at home for their skin? just in general, like what would maybe your top three to five things be that you should always do?
1: Do it home for your skin. I mean, there's a few things. One, uh, your diet, like you can be eating more salmon, which has the omegas, the blueberries, the almonds, the avocados are so great for your skin. I actually see a difference when I eat these things the next day in my skin, even though it's crazy. I'm probably looking really close at my skin, but you, you really feel better and you have a glow. So that's for your skin and your health, which is great. Knock them both out. And also I'm not a huge fan of the supplements with the collagen peptides because I like bone broth and bone broth actually has more than the supplements. So why not just buy some bone broth really? Then the supplements can be expensive sometimes. Um, also for your skin, you never want to go to bed. I've never gone to bed. No matter how tired I am without washing my face at night, you've got to do that. And uh, cause that's when your skin regenerates while you're sleeping. Um, let's see. Um, you should always let's see. Everyone should be kind of using, incorporating an oil. Don't be afraid of oils. There's a lot of misinformation out there about oils. As long as you have the right oil, like my daily botanical serum is an oil with sea buckthorn, meadow foam. It's such a beautiful moisturizer. Like, think about it. The oils are the original moisturizers before a moisturizer. Right. You're right. Yeah. uh, yeah. As long as there's not one with mineral oil that's congestive. But most oils are actually oil works with oil and are really a beautiful way to treat your skin
0: love it and would you do oil and then moisturizer or moisturizer and then oil if you're someone who wants to use both or oil moisturizer oil to lock it in <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
1: really good question it depends on the moisturizer so my moisturizer the souffle moisturizer has a little bit of jojoba, metal foam so there's oils in the moisturizer okay. and then i have the serum which is an oil which is called the oil so you can do either one first because they both have oils. But if this moisturizer was just water-based and didn't have any oil, I would do that first and then end with the oil. So it's always thickest to thinnest.
0: Okay. That makes sense. The and then left. so we always want to do, because I've heard a lot of people like to cocktail serums with oils. Is there any like rules on that? How do you feel about that? Ooh. we are like, no, <laughs> it's like something a lot of people do. And I, I don't, because I like to go in a sequence of my OCD. But
1: I would cocktail the the oil with the moisturizer, but I wouldn't with the serum, because if it's a water-based serum, the molecular structure is so small of all of these actives. Mm -hmm. You want that to go on first and go into your skin. Um, If you throw an oil in it, you, you might kind of change the molecular size of everything. So it wouldn't be very smart.
0: I love that. Yeah, I've heard of a lot of people, I don't know if this is like a new trend or what, but a lot of people are cocktailing Vitamin C serum, something brightening in the morning with like a rose hip oil or like something like that. And then they'll mix it, put it on, and then top it with a light moisturizer. And I'm like, is that the right order?
1: I don't know. Oh, <laughs> well, they should do the serum and then the moisturizer and then the oil, and then the sunscreen, of course.
0: Right. And the oil kind of works to lock it in as well, right? I mean, I'm sure you know of slugging with using kind of like a jelly or a balm or something like that, but I feel like The texture of that sometimes is just so annoying, especially if you're trying to sleep on like silk or something like that. It just ruins the, you know, you know what I mean? So how do you feel about like slugging with an oil? Is that the same kind of thing in your opinion or not as much?
1: I'm not a slugger. Um, (laughs) I I think some of the slugging with the TikTok videos, it's been like occlusive, like Vaseline and things like that. Yeah. And I just, I hate that texture. It's like sticky and yeah, no. That's not good. It it can clog and really cause a lot of issues. So no, I'm not a fan.
0: Okay. I feel
1: you on this one. I don't like
0: either, but yeah, not a, not a favorite thing, but let's do some burning beauty, rapid fire questions on the spot. Whatever comes to mind your current favorite makeup product.
1: Oh, Kosas has this incredible like liquid eyeshadow that you apply it. There's a bronze color and you apply it and it's very liquidy. And then you wait like, I don't know, 30 seconds and you take your finger and you just kind of blend it. Mm. And it's just the most perfect eyeshadow. It just, it just like blends like a cloud. It's great.
0: Oh, I'm going to have to look that up. I want that. It sounds good. Yeah. Your favorite fragrance at the moment.
1: I don't really wear perfume. Um, but, uh, what did I used to wear? Eau de Adrian. Yeah. I just don't wear a fragrance because I don't want to smell like I'm wearing fragrance, I guess. That's right.
0: Fine. No, I like that.
1: That's
0: <laughs> you're like, I like the natural sense. That's good.
1: Like when I go to restaurants and like we go somewhere and someone sits next to me and they like have this overpowering you're fragrance right. smell, it's the worst. And I'm just so afraid I'll put too much. That's probably why.
0: I agree. I like that though. Your favorite skincare product at the moment, if you had to pick one.
1: Oh, gosh, you know, I don't, I get sent a lot of skincare products and I don't, use them. I, I try them and they just don't work for me. I mean, obviously I only use my skincare line. I was going to
0: say you can pick your products.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say it's hard. No, <laughs> no I was like, like, just pick one. Yeah. Right. But I'll be fair. I do like Osea. That's a good brand uh, in Malibu, yeah. but in terms of mine, my favorite, it has to be my, my daily botanical serum, which is my face oil. Uh, it just gives this instant glow to the skin. Everyone loves the souffle like that Yeah, it's the only moisturizer too. So it's the two. Yeah. You're like,
0: it's both Both my products. Of course. That's what I would hope you would say.
1: So hard. And when I'm formulating, I have, you know, I've got cool stuff that I've just done and we're going to be launching. So those are great too. So soon there'll be more products.
0: That's so exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Your favorite beauty tool. If
1: you had to pick one. Well, you know I'm going to be biased like all I do with beauty tools. <laughs> I'm like um, big one, big one. My favorite is the new mask. It's my crystal LED face mask. It just is so comfortable. It feels so good to use and it's so pretty and it's just soothing and it just transforms your skin. I have clinical studies that back up everything. It's just a great, great mask.
0: Well, and it's so cool because it like it's not bendy, but like it's flexible. It's not yeah. like you think of rose quartz and you think of like this really hard, tough crystal but yeah. your mask actually like molds to your complexion, like to your face. So it's not like you're putting this like hard rock. You know what I mean? It's like very comfortable.
1: And that's why I created it because the other masks were like this hard shell yeah. and it looked like a gladiator, which was really, felt weird, <laughs> to put on myself. But um, this, I'm holding it up here. It, it, it's flexible, but I put like chunks of the rose quartz, which is flats. they're flat rose quartz. So you don't feel them, but you see them. And you know they're there. And I actually placed them in Chinese acupressure points on the mask, wow. even though there's no claim to it. But I just wanted to show my intention of trying to make this as soothing and lovely and Eastern as possible as an homage to that as well with the technology.
0: It's so cool. It's so innovative. I, I'm like obsessed with it. But radiant or matte finish?
1: radiant glow, baby glow, always, always,
0: um, favorite skincare treatment that's out right now.
1: Now, what do you mean by that? Like if you go and get a facial
0: or anything, it could be lasers, okay. facial, any kind of microneedling, like whatever you think is the best thing out right now.
1: Janeo. Janeo, It's a machine. If you go to geneo underscore dot U S it is the most amazing aesthetic machine. It's better than microneedle, better than hydrofacial, better than all of them. It, it's like a three-step patented OxyPod, natural ingredients. It oxygenates, exfoliates, nourishes. All, I, all of my clients, a lot of my celebrities are just obsessed with it. Oh my gosh. I want to try that. I'm like, I've never heard of that. It sounds it's amazing. G-E-N-E-O. Just Google it. There are providers everywhere that have the machine. Uh, it's just really lovely. It's, it's a new machine though.
0: Ooh, love morning or night routine. What's more therapeutic to you?
1: Night is the best.
0: Nice, nice,
1: nice. Vitamin C or vitamin A? Oh, that's tough. Um, uh, but if I had to choose of the two vitamin A, because I can get my antioxidants another way. So vitamin okay. A, I think is most important.
0: I love the scientific answer because most people are just like, I don't know, just this one. But I love that cream or more of an oil cleanser?
1: Oh, that's tough too. I love, (laughs) I love both. I mean, I have a a really lightweight oil cleanser that is the anti pollution cleansing oil. You add water and it turns into a cream, but um, I I gravitate toward oil myself because when you remove it, your skin is really nourished and, and plump and it's delivered the essential fatty acids. It's almost like a treatment. But with that being said, I do love a good cream cleanser and I love the Yonka Paris. They have a really nice cream cleanser.
0: Amazing. And your favorite SPF out right now for
1: complexion. Favorite SPF Sun Suntegrity. Uh, it's oh
0: called. yes. I love that one. They I were really good. Um, like CC cream too. Like Yeah, has- that's the
1: one I use. Yeah, it has a light tint. I love that one. Mm-hmm. So good.
0: Amazing. Well, this has been so much fun. And I'm so grateful that you came on today and so excited for mm-hmm. all the things and the works that you have going and can't wait to watch you on QVC. My favorite. Oh, channel. thank you. Thank you so much. Where can people connect with you? Where can they connect with the line and where can they shop?
1: Okay, great. Um, yeah, Angela Kalia Skincare is my Instagram handle. I try and do a lot of content and education and videos and stuff like that. Uh, and that's Angela and then C A G is in girl, L I A, skincare on Instagram. My website is angelacalia.com. I am sold at Saks in the US, Revolve, Netta Porte yeah that's everywhere amazing Well, thank you so much this was so so fun all right thank you have a wonderful day and enjoy the rain
0: you too thanks for tuning in to the blondie beauty podcast like what you hear don't forget to rate and subscribe for new episodes every week featuring the latest beauty news stay glossy until next time